ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. It is a joy to have Gracie Heaton join me today. Gracie, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Brittany. We're so excited to be here today. Oh, well, praise the Lord. Well, Gracie and I's paths crossed, I guess, on the deputation trail. They are a missionary family as well. Um, and our family, the kids and I pray for a missionary um, every month in homeschooling, and the Heatons have been our missionary of the month. So we've enjoyed getting to follow your ministry a little closer and to pray for you guys. But why don't you share with the ladies a little bit about you and your family and what God has you doing? Yes. So my husband and I have been in the UK now almost two years, and we've been in Carlisle for the last nine months, going on a year. The Lord's opened this door for us to work alongside the Crown Christian Heritage Trust, which is a British-based charity of missionaries who have come together to plant churches here in the United Kingdom. So my husband and I have been in Carlisle, England for the last nine months. And Carlisle is a city. It's called the Great Border City. And it's just eight miles from Scotland. So we're the farthest north so far. We're praying that more laborers will come that will be able to reach the northern part of the United Kingdom. Um, but it's just been amazing to see what the Lord has done over the last nine months opening this church. Um, almost six months ago, the Lord blessed and we welcomed our son Henry into the world. And we're just so thankful. He's such an answer to prayer. And um, he's just such a blessing. Oh, wonderful. And now little Henry is about six months old, right? Yes. Good, good. And you were sharing with me a little bit. I think um, that you've had some specific ministry with some moms and children in that area. Um, so that's always exciting. That's something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, so I loved hearing how the Lord was using that ministry in particular in your area. Yes, we're so thankful. We just started a Mums and Tots ministry back in January. And um, really, we didn't know how the Lord would bless. Our church congregation is more of an older congregation. Um, but just praying that young families would be reached and added to the church. And so with Henry, he opens that door. And so yes. we've invited lots of um, moms, even grandparents come in with their children and just ministering to them, playing with their children, sharing a Bible story, but really just making connections with the moms and the grandparents that are there. And one in particular has mm -hmm. begun coming to the services, which we're just praising the Lord for. She's really searching and it's just amazing to see that the Lord is always previous, always working in the hearts of people before we even meet them. That's wonderful. Well, I love how you said that Henry opened up that opportunity. It's amazing the opportunities that our kids can open up. And we've been on the mission field just for a few months now. Um, but, you know, we've tried to encourage our children that you have a very important part in all of this as well. And even as a six-month-old baby, it's neat to see how God uses each family member to accomplish his plan for your family. So Absolutely. that's neat. I loved hearing that. Wonderful. I know we were chatting a little bit um, before the podcast, uh, just how the Lord has worked in your ministry, and we'll just kind of transition into the topic of today's talk uh, on that point. You know, I uh, the Lord kind of put on my heart at the end of last year to have some kind of what I call unguided interviews, and I think you're the only second one that has happened in the timeline of things. We had an international move in the middle of all of that, so life's been a little different. Um, 
But usually when I do an interview, um, I come to somebody with a very specific topic and ask them to address it. But I kind of started having this idea in this prayer that um, just to ask some really trusted ladies that have been an encouragement to me to come and to speak about whatever God put on their heart. And really some of my heart behind that was for myself. Like what are they going to share that is going to speak to me? And the recording is just an added benefit of that. Um, So last year I had Melanie Cook come on and she talked about um, when God calls you to serve on empty. And that was such a very timely episode for me. And I heard from other ladies as well. Um, So then I reached out to you about the same thing. I said, Gracie, whatever the Lord puts on your heart to talk about, that's what we're going to roll with. Um, And you came back with the topic of the discipline of remembering God. Um, And and as I was just preparing my heart for this episode, um, again, God's timing is perfect. And I think that this is something that... I needed the reminder of, and I'm sure the other ladies will feel the same way. So I'm just going to turn it over to you and let you kind of uh, branch into some of the things that the Lord has put on your heart. All right. Well, this idea of the discipline of remembering God came about as a conviction in my own heart. As I was reading Psalms, um, I came across Psalms 106, and really it's a record of how the children of Israel sinned against the Lord. And as I read that, I just thought, how could they have done this? They saw the Lord work in such amazing ways, and yet they forgot His works, and they sinned against Him in such terrible ways. And, you know, praise the Lord that our sins are not recorded in this way, and the Lord is gracious in that. <laughs> but um, but as soon as I thought that, just thinking how wicked could they be, the, the Holy Spirit of God convicted my own heart. And I just knew, how soon am I how easy is it for me to forget the works of the Lord? You know, we see God work in such amazing ways. And I think being in the ministry, almost the front lines, we get so used to seeing God work and forgetting how he's working. And um, so this is really, I'm still learning. The Lord is still teaching me. Um, but I'm so thankful that he is gracious to um, point these things out to us. And so um, in Psalms 111, the Bible says that God has made his wonderful works to be remembered. And that's just an amazing thought that God, he doesn't just do something to work in our lives and bring about his purpose, but he does them to be remembered. And so when God works, he, he does it intentionally for them to be remembered. Again, this is not a suggestion by God for us to do this, but it's a command, isn't it? He's made it for that purpose. And so um, it's not optional in, our, in remembering God. We have to do it. And so um, it's interesting that remembering God is a command, and we find this in Ecclesiastes, you know, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. I know I was just preparing a little bit ahead of time, and I just did a quick Google search, so I'm not sure that this is 100% accurate, but this is what Google quickly said. Um, In the King James Bible, that the word remember is found 352 times, and then variants of the word remember, um, if you count those in, it's over 550 times that we find that in God's word. Um, and, and that was just staggering to me, um, to, to think about that. Cause you're right. I think sometimes life gets busy, um, things move forward. And I know something that the Lord has really convicted my heart about, um, even as I've just been kind of mulling over this idea of remembering God is there are often times in life where we pray for something. We pray, we pray, we pray, we pray, we pray, um, asking God to come through for us and then uh, he does. And how, how quickly I, I forget that. Or 
Um, you know, I might praise him in the moment and then move on and then the next thing comes and I, I forget his faithfulness. Um, or even sometimes where I've caught myself recently where I pray for something, I pray for something, I pray for something, and then God works it out. And I don't even acknowledge that he answered. I chuck it up like, well, that was coincidental. You know, this this yeah. resolved yeah. or this healed or this got better. And I've been catching myself in my tracks. For example, this is this is a silly example, but my baby's had this little spot on her finger. I don't know if it's an ant bite. I don't know what it is, um, but it, it looked a little different. You know, we're getting established with new doctors and things, so we haven't yeah. branched into all of that yet. Um, so I've been praying like, Lord, I don't know what this thing is on her finger. Um, I hope it's nothing serious. I've been praying about it. And then it, it started just all of a sudden getting better. Um, and I just kind of was like, oh, look at that. It must be healing on its own. And I just went on and it, then it was kind of like the Lord stopped me in my tracks. Like, whoa, wait, whatever it was, whether it was a serious thing or not, it's something that several days I had spent praying about. Um, and then when it looked like it was turning around, I just, I, I didn't even acknowledge that God answered that prayer. Um, so I know that, that to me personally, in thinking about this, remembering God, those are some specific ways that I have been challenged in my own heart and in my own thinking that when I pray for something and it's answered, all glory goes to the Lord. Um, and then I need, I need to remember that for the future, for the next time something comes, so that I don't so quickly spiral into despair and, and doom and gloom of, oh my goodness, what's going on? You know, I can remember he was faithful before. He'll be faithful again. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing we're to remember not only the Lord, but how he's worked. And we find that again so many times in scripture, um, all the ways that the Lord has led us. Um, I think of Deuteronomy 8 verse 2, and thou shalt remember all the ways which the Lord God has led thee. Um, Even the works of the Lord, Psalm 77 verse 11 and 12. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy works of old. I will meditate also of all thy works and talk of all thy doings. I just think how amazing that they were so intentional. I will remember. Surely I will remember. And that's just a prayer that I've taken in my own life, that the Lord will put me in remembrance. We're so quick to forget. And it's our sinful flesh. And one day we won't have to worry about forgetting, um, but just that the Lord would be gracious to help us remember. Um, Even in Psalm 143, I remember the days of old. I will meditate on all thy works. I will muse on the work of thy hands. And the psalmist was just so intentional. And, you know, we have to be intentional in this discipline. That's why I call it a discipline, because we have to work at it. Um, Yeah, so I think, too, in Psalm 106, it was a record of how they failed the Lord. But that started with them forgetting. If you look in Psalm 106, verses number six and seven, it says, We have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly. Our fathers understood not thy works in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies. And just that's where it began. It was a hard issue of not putting God first, not remembering how he had worked. And I mean, he had parted the Red Sea for these people. He had delivered them from slavery. And yet they they were so soon to forget. And it led them to, to go against God, to sin against him. And it's so concerning, you know, seemingly that this small act of forgetting God would lead us into complete rejection of God and his ways. And um, mm-hmm. I think the most concerning aspect of this is how it affected their children You know, there was a whole generation that was raised up that knew not the Lord because they had forgotten God, turned away from Him, and then not passed down what God had done for them. And since Henry's come, the Lord has convicted my heart so much that, or I guess He's impressed on my heart so much that Henry should know 
that I love and want to serve the Lord and in hopes that he'll see that the God that I love and want to serve is worth loving and worth serving because he comes through time and time again. He is so faithful and he's worthy. He's so worthy of all of these things. Um, Yes. Yeah. And I mean, if you read Psalm 106, the children literally were sacrificed to devils. They were sacrificed to the world and just a caution for my own heart. If I forget the Lord, Henry could completely be sacrificed to the world, to, you know, the worldly ways, the, wor- the way, the world's way of thinking. And I just, I do not want that for Henry. And it begins in my own heart, not forgetting the Lord, not forgetting yes. how he's led us. Um, yes. Yeah. And with the Lord's help, I pray that he'll keep us. I know um, that's something that motherhood has taught me is just the importance of modeling things for my children. Mm-hmm. And there are so many things that I want for them, you know, just for example, you know, we want them to remember God. Um, but so often when I pray these things for my kids, it's like the Holy Spirit smotes my heart and asks me, are you doing these things? Are you remembering God? Are you, you know, you can put whatever in there. Are you speaking with kindness? Are you um, responding in patience? And often when I feel like I'm asked that question, my answer is, oh, Uh, no. And so I'm learning that it, like you said, it really, it starts with, with us, with the parents, if we're to have this impact on the next generation. Um, and, and that is a challenge to me because like you said, I want my children to remember God. I want them to love him and to have confidence in him when things come in their life. Um, you know, trials, challenges, things that they have to battle and prayer for. I want them to trust that God is going to come through for them. Um, but that starts now in the little year. I mean, you, you just have the little baby. Um, so he's not fully aware, but that starts now for him, for you, um, modeling that for me, modeling that. And I I think that is so important. Um, because like I mentioned earlier, the busyness of life, sometimes just that rushing river just takes us you know, it's just always moving forward, always the next thing. We don't tend to stop and find time to pause. Um, but but that's what I see in this thought is to remember God, we have to obey his call to be still mm-hmm. and to reflect and um, to set up those memorial stones of remembrance. But that doesn't just impact us. That impacts future generations. And that really impacts others around us that God's given us to influence. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. And even... The Bible talks about generations that should be born in Psalm 78, verse 6 and 7, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God. And that's the whole purpose, isn't it? That It's amazing to think that the things I'm doing right now not only will affect Henry, but could even affect Henry's children if the Lord would allow. And, yes. you know, the things that I'm putting in practice, how I'm treating Henry, how I'm treating others, like you were saying, how I'm modeling, that is can be directly tied to how they set their hope in God. And it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So our remembrance, praying that it would spur them onto belief to set their hope in God. Um, I think it's amazing too that God's work cannot be separated from his character. You know, when we see God come through and he is faithful and he is wonderful, he is mighty, he is strong and it's just amazing to see that he would be so gracious to work in our lives that we could know more of him. And um, mm-hmm. it's amazing too, as we remember God, it reveals his character. Um, I think of 
in Psalm 20, how it talks about um, some trust in horses, some in chariots, but we will remember the name of our Lord. Uh, yeah, we will remember the name of the Lord, our God. And, you know, that just brings security, doesn't it? You know, some are trusting in all these other things in the world, but we have the Lord. We can, we have security in Him. And um, we've seen Him perform in mighty ways and He'll do it again and again because that's His character. Um, I think even like you were just saying, memorial stones, um, setting up those Ebenezers, that takes intentionality. Um, you know, and when Samuel where it talks about setting up an Ebenezer, Samuel and the children of God, they had just fought that battle, you know, overcoming those hardships. And it wasn't easy, but Samuel was intentional to to take the time to set up those stones and call it Ebenezer. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. And that in our own lives, we should be setting up those stones. Um, I think it's so easy, like you're saying, we get so caught up in the busyness of the ministry of life. And it's so easy to pray for these things and then forget exactly how God has worked. And when we're intentional about setting up these stones, it almost just takes appearing over our shoulder just to look back and we see so many how the Lord has um, brought us through. Um, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Um, and then remembering brings about obedience, you know, um, again, Psalm 106, if they would have remembered the Lord, you know, how different would that passage be? How different would they have gone forward with the Lord, um, in obedience to what he had commanded them to do? So in a practical sense, um, how do you remember the Lord? I know this looks different for everybody. Um, I'm not a big journaler, um, but some people journal and they have, you know, all these prayer requests and answers to prayer. Um, you know, what does that look like for you? Yeah. Um, so a few things that the Lord has allowed us to begin doing, I haven't always done them, but in recent days, um, after a busy weekend, that's when the majority of our ministries at the church are. Um, on Sunday evenings, my husband and I and whoever else is here with us, um, we'll sit down and we'll count how many answers to prayer the Lord has given us this weekend. And we start off the weekend praying for specific people, specific ministries. And it's amazing since we've been doing that, how many answers to prayer in just three days the Lord gives us and writing those things down. And um, I've begun that this year, writing things down as I see the Lord is answering prayer. But I think it, it helps too having someone else to do that with, um, keeping that accountability. So with my husband, even with um, some close friends, um, just recounting how the Lord has been faithful to us and remembering how He has worked. Um, yes, and then I saw an idea somebody shared, um, and I think that at the initial when I saw this, it was kind of tied with Thanksgiving. Um, but then I saw the other uh, another version of this idea that was actually kind of like a, a New Year's thing that they would do. Um, but they just kept like a little glass jar. And any time that the Lord answered a prayer for them or for someone else that they've been praying for, they just wrote it on a slip of paper and put it in the jar. And then at Thanksgiving or at the New Year or whatever their you know designated time was, as a family, they would go back and pull all of those out and see a year of of God answering things. And and they gave that same testimony that you know you would think like, oh, these big answers to prayer, we're not going to forget these. We're going to praise the Lord. But over a year's time. How many of those things you pull out, you're like, oh, I forgot God did this. But yes. what um, a faith-building act that was for their family to mm -hmm. to remember, to recall those things, and to, again, praise the Lord for those. And I loved that. I would really love to try to do that um, in our home, being a little more intentional about remembering the Lord. Because um, even in just our move, 
and all of that transition. You know, there were very specific things that we were praying for. And God really did some miracles for our family. Um, you know, and, and we say like, oh, we don't want to forget these. We want to praise the Lord. But then life marches on. Um, but just to really, like you said, raise those Ebenezers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, there, there are some things that in our eyes tend to be bigger or smaller answers to prayer. You know, all of them are miracles because God came through yes. on all of them. Um, but there are some things that is just uh, really that that pillar that you can look back on. And I think that it's it's good to keep those in the forefront of your mind and um, to reference those like we talked about earlier, you know, when, okay, so we have some visa paperwork that we're praying through. We don't know how God's going to answer that. Um, but we've been able with our kids to be like, you know, Another really big thing we had been praying about was our house here. We didn't know how that was going to work out, where we were going to live, and God just miraculously came through for us. So we've been able to um, to say, okay, we, we've got this big prayer request that we don't know how it's going to come together. We're a little uncertain about this, but look what God did for us with the house. Like he totally did something that only the Lord can do. And that has been um, encouraging for Simeon and I as the parents. But I think even my older ones are being able to see like, oh yeah, God answered that all on his own. Like, you know, sometimes we try to scheme and plan and help the Lord. Um, But, you know, it was God answered in a way that we had nothing to do with. Um, and, And it really gives us the strength to trust him for the things that lie ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've made it a habit recently of when I get um, a little discouraged or overwhelmed just to recount, sit down and recount how the Lord has brought me up to this point. Um, I remember specifically um, right before Henry was born, you know, all the pregnancy, I was planning the birth that I wanted and um, everything natural. I wanted it a home birth, but then it just didn't work out. So, okay, we're, we're going to go to the birthing center. So I was happy with that. Mm-hmm. And um, then like a few days after we got accepted to the birthing center, I think I was at like 37 weeks and um, there were some complications with the scan and they chose that they had to induce Henry. And at the time, I just thought this is not at all what I want. This is not going to my plan. And I was really frustrated, really, because um, I mean, I'd read all the books, you know, and prepared as much as I could. Um, but the morning that we were going in to be induced, um, I was just praying and the Lord prompted me just to write down every answer to prayer up to that point, how I saw him work. Mm -hmm. And it did my heart so good. Um, I'm one who is a planner for sure. And so to see how the Lord was working all these things together. And I know had I not, if the Lord had not prompted me to do that, my outlook on everything would have been so different. I probably would have been so bitter and upset, but instead I was able to worship the Lord and just thank him for how one, he had answered this prayer that we were even having a baby and two, that he was mm-hmm. working all these things together, that Henry would be born safely and that we'd have this child. And it's just, yeah, it's been amazing to see how the Lord has, um, in, in the exercise of stopping and remembering the Lord has brought such strength and really worship to him. Well, that's wonderful. Praise the Lord. He is so good and he is worthy to be remembered. We forget that sometimes, but he really is. Yes, definitely. Um, so hopefully you're, you might be prepared for this. Um, but let me ask you a question. So a couple of months ago, I had Ashley Gillett join me on the podcast, who is also, um, working with the Crown Christian Heritage Trust over in England. Um, and 
I, that is very near and dear to my heart. So both of us kind of, you know, all of this has roots in the Temple Baptist Church in Powell, Tennessee with Pastor Clarence Sexton and their Crown College. Um, and kind of the whole Crown Christian Heritage Trust was a ministry that was birthed out of that church there in Tennessee. And that's how we are all kind of connected and know each other. Um, but we, on her episode, we didn't get to share too, too much about kind of what is going on in England. Um, so in this whole idea of remembering God, God has done some absolutely miraculous, amazing things in that ministry in England. Um, I'm trying to think, do you know how long that has been going on? Yeah. So in 2006, um, okay. James and Genevieve Zenker were sent over um, to... I mean, take this church building. Now, of course, this began in the heart of Pastor Sexton years and years ago um, as a prayer, as a burden. And he just desired that where we got our Christian heritage from was completely turning away from it. And he just felt so burdened that they would again be revangelized and, um, yeah, and reached again with the gospel. And so this, of course, began in his heart years and years ago. But in 2006, the Lord orchestrated that this little chapel in Blackheath, England, was going to be demolished and turned into a car park. And there were several pastors that reached out to Pastor Sexton and said, you know, the Lord has put this on your heart. Why not here? And I mean, mm-hmm. amazing things happened. James and Genevieve Zinker were um, sent here to the country and in this little chapel in Blackheath, um, yeah, against all odds, the Lord worked. And since then, um, since 2006, the Crown Christian Heritage Trust was established. Um, We now have nine church plants. Three of those happened last year alone, which is just amazing. I mean, to to see one church restarted is amazing, but to see three in one year, just, yeah, phenomenal. Only the Lord could do it. And there's even some other missionaries I'm aware of that are currently on deputation trying to raise the support to come over to that area and to continue to plant churches. Yes. Yeah. That's so, that's so incredible. Yeah. And I'm glad that you shared that. I wanted the ladies to know, um, because, you know, I think sometimes we, um, we might even forget how the Lord is at work in this world. The darkness is so oppressive and we often just feel like, you know, what, what's going on, Lord? Is there any advances for the cause of Christ? Um, but England is a very, uh, a very good example of what the Lord is doing. Like you said, it is a very, uh, I think it's similar to Australia in that it's kind of a post-Christian nation. Um, yes. They once had some Christian roots, but, um, you know, they're, they're successful. They're first world countries. Almost the um, idea of, well, we don't really need God in the sense that maybe a third world country would need, quote unquote, God. Um, you know, we got some questions when we came to Australia, like, you know, they don't need medical doctors or, you know, um, aid worker type missionaries. So why are you going there? But there's a need for the gospel. I mean, you could close your eyes and put your finger on a map and there's a need for the gospel. Absolutely. It's all around the world. But it has been so encouraging um, just to us being connected with the ministry of, of Temple and Crown and England to to see God doing such an amazing work. I mean, souls saved and miracle prayers being answered and all of these churches being established, more people being called to go over there. It is so exciting to see what God is doing. And I, I think that is a perfect way to kind of wrap up this discussion of remembering God. And um, because that's where God's called you to serve, you're a, a part of that. 
Um, and just in remembering his goodness and all that he's done, I just thought it would really encourage the ladies to hear about how he's working in England. Definitely. Most definitely. Well, thank you so much, Brittany, for having me on. It's been such um, an encouragement to me to speak to you about these things. And um, yeah, we're praying for your family. We think of you all often. And it's amazing to see how the Lord has answered prayer in your life, even this year. Well, the Lord is so good. And I hope I do not forget that. I, I, you have challenged me to be more intentional about remembering the Lord. And I think remembering Him leads us to praise and worship. And that's what He's worthy of. And that's what we need to spend more of our time doing. Absolutely. So thank you so much for joining me, Gracie. Thanks, Brittany. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.